good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 246 of Doona Monkey. We're getting close to that 250, Ian. We are, we are. We're almost there, my God. We are, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, so I'm one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, uh, and as ever, <laughs> I am joined by... Ian Loring. I'm drinking Elvis juice, and I'm not entirely sure if it's for women or men. Uh, well, it, what what colours the can? It, it's kind of a it. Well, it's a kind of a purpley bottle. It is a so. purpley. What is it? So I I think that means it's only for male bisexuals. All right. Well, that'll do then. Um, That's fine. Then, yeah. <laughs> that like fucking brew dog. Stop doing things that make me not like you. Just fucking Jesus Christ. Back the boycott, boy. <laughs> it like yeah, fuck that, it. That that when I first saw it, I thought. Really? I think, have you really done a A, a beer for girls uh, in 2018? And have you really called it pink? It, it just, like, we're, we're trying to show off the irony of it. And it's like, what, by actually calling it it? Yeah, it, it, there's that. The other, ad, the, other, the other advert of theirs I saw the other day saying was them, an advertising board on a building that was being blown up saying... Um, don't buy the advertisements and then it blows the building collapses with its advertising board and it says we're giving away one million beers and it's like hang on a minute but that's an advert <laughs> it, stop 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 trying to do things smart because you just look dumb it just it's you do some tasty beverages but don't fucking paint yourself as being something you're not and you're not as smart as you think you are you're not you're, you're really you're really not and I mean, I say that as an equity for punk, punks holder, you know, like I have a li- a tiny financial interest in that fucking company and it's just like, fuck it, don't, just don't, you know, just, just fucking don't stop yes. it. They I shouldn't. Like, I completely understand the boycott. I understand why people do that. I really, really do. I also think they put out some of the tastiest beers on the market and, like, I just fucking... I just suckle on that tea. I'm sorry. I think part of it... Part part of my thing about it is... um, is having been a small business owner, I think it was really shitty how they treat small businesses, yet try yeah. to portray themselves as a small business, and they're not. That, that's, um, that, that, that's, that, yeah. That, I mean, that, that is it, but... They're also they're not fucking punks, no. um, and the, the the final kind of thing for it for me is um, I, I I really don't like punk IPA. I don't mind some of the other ones that were wrong. I, I quite like Hot Fiction and I quite like Elvis Juice, but I really dislike punk IPA. So I, it makes it a little bit easier for me in the sense that I'm like, well, yeah, I I, I, I can't fucking drink that anyway. <laughs> the thing is, Noel introduced me to punk IPA when we went to see Goblin. Like, oh yes, yeah. And I got. Oh, I, I, I remember that because they had. And I remember at that point they had a tap on when we went to see Goblin that said Punk IPA. And so, and I remember at the front with Noel and him going, "Ah, oh, fucking hell, the fucking, fucking punks on here." And I was like, "Nice, that really small little bar thing." They're going three punks, and he turned around and got these little cans out of this yeah. thing. It was like, ah, it's not on tap. Six punks there. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. That was, I thought that was a fun night. That was a fun, yeah. Did we, we didn't, was that the night 
was that the night when the hotel that me and you were staying in? Yeah. Um, literally just said to us, I'm just going to, I'm going to close up and just leave you guys in here and yeah. just close the door when you when Yeah, you it was, what was it? Was it you, was it you mean, was it Noel there and um, Noel, Chris Cinematronics? Chris, the Cinematronics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, oh, fuck, it was someone else, wasn't Jamie. it? Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, of course it was. Jamie, of course Jamie it was. was there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a fucking, we were, we were fucking, we'd been to see, um, what was it? Jim Jarmusch film. Oh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Only Lovers Left Alive, yeah. yeah. We've been to see that during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember us reviewing that. Mm. Shit-faced. <laughs> it was like literally like two, three o'clock in the morning in the fucking hotel bar. We then went up to our hotel room mm. after that mm. uh, and cracked up in a crate of, of Budweiser. Is, did we fall asleep watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> we did fall asleep watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, Both yeah. of us sat down, not even on our beds, watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and yeah. woke up like five in the morning. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. It was a good night, that. It was a good night, That yeah. was a fucking good night. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that was a minor tangent there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it just, it makes <laughs> me laugh that, bless him, Noel is so anti-Brewdog and he introduced me to them. And I, I know things have changed, but it just, it, it does make me chuckle. <laughs> um, well, we, we've, we've got reviews, we've got, I've decided, I've made, I've made a decision and I made it literally a second ago and I mm. haven't said this because this with Ian. Okay. But I know one of our, what we've been watching is, is a film we both watched. Oh. So I'm thinking we might just do that as a main review, as like a stupid retro review and call it our iTunes 99p retro review. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we, why we, not? Because we didn't, yeah we, yeah, we never covered it in the cinema, did we? I know what no. you're talking about. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, so we're going to do three uh, main reviews. We're going to do a review of the uh, surprise comedy hit, uh, Game Night. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're also going to review of the... Not surprising, not really being a hit. Um, uh, Francis Lawrence movie, Red Sparrow. Uh, and we're also going to do a 99p iTunes rental review of The House. Uh, the uh, Andrew J. Cohen film, which starred Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler and a few other people in that. Uh, just because uh, Ian watched it and said it was actually 84 minutes long, really quite enjoyable. So I thought, fuck it, I'm watching that. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, so uh, what's happened in the uh, wonderful world of film uh, this week that we need to talk about? Do we need to talk about uh, the Oscars? No. We covered it, didn't we? I thought yeah. it was quite a good show. I thought it was quite a good Oscars. It was alright. It was uneventful, wasn't it? Like, it was uneventful. I don't. Th- I, th- I thought it was quite. It was quite zippy. It finished ten minutes early, which was fucking weird. Yeah. But they still turned off the microphone. Um, off. What is it? Even <laughs> though the producers. The sight of the costume designer of Phantom Fred in a life jacket on a speedboat was, uh, and just like loving it, was quite something. Like, that, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think I would have preferred to hear the producer of Shape of Water speak, but that was quite a funny image. Yeah. One of the funny stories I saw surrounding the, what is it, was the fact that um, Michael Shannon watched it in a bar in Chicago. Yeah, good on, on him. On his own. <laughs> um, but you, you, you know that at some point he turned around to somebody and went, I was in that movie. And the guy went, yeah, of course you were, mate. Mm. <laughs> What's off? Yeah, no, it's, that, that, that photo The fact that great. Michael Shannon did that is, is amazing. The fact that he didn't just insist on going to the Oscars when he had a film which 
And uh, you could argue that he could have been nominated he, for. He totally could have got a ticket. Like he totally could have got but a he, ticket. He, he, you get the feeling that he just—he—that's a man who just doesn't give a fuck. No, quite. Yeah, he just does what he wants to do and fuck all the attention. Yeah, I believe yep. that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was no, there was nobody there that, that won that you, you would go. Well, I, I'm not really sure on that one. That feels a little bit. What is it? Um, I think highlight of the show for me was just watching Jordan Peele literally walk off stage, and you could tell the moment hit him of, holy shit, I've won, I've won an Academy Award. Yeah, no, I mean, just good on Jordan Peele. I feel sorry for his next film. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you've got to do that. There's, there's such a high expectation for it to be all the things Get Out is, um, and Get Out feels like such a, a passion project that it's, it's hard to then do replicate that kind of that thing it's the difficult sophomore album isn't it yeah straight up uh, so yeah so um anything else happened in the wonderful world of film uh, in the past sort of week that we might need to discuss no i, I genuinely don't think so it's all been quite it's Oscars, all been quite Oscars 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 really, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. and also as well have you seen any trailers i've seen one i think i watched and half I've, and of- i tried i watched half of the trailer for the illumination version of the grinch but then oh, my train and, stopped, so I got off the train and turned it off. I watched half the trailer for that new Saoirse Ronan period piece. Uh, on Chessel and then, Beach? Yeah, yeah and okay. my, my, the, the train in my brain um, crashed yeah, and just enough. went, yeah, no. No, all right then. No, no, I mean, let's just, uh, let's just get on then. We've got quite a bit to well, talk about. Mary Poppins. We? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's a confusing it's, erection um, <laughs> is, is basically my overriding impression of that film. Um, Mary Poppins and the Confusing Erection. I, yeah, I mean, like, the thing a is... A pop-up book from Disney. <laughs> I don't think Lottie is going to be into it, because I've tried her with Mary Poppins a couple of times. Live action stuff, like, it's hard to get her into it. And I'm a little bit like... Maybe I should go see Mary Poppins Returns by myself. <laughs> I just like, yeah, I, yeah. It's it's all it's all very it's all very very confusing to me. I fucking love Mary Poppins. I watch. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Mary Poppins. Fan. I think it's a fantastic movie. I, I own Mary Poppins on iTunes. So. so yeah, no, so do I. I mean, like literally, I watched that film with Lottie six days old in my arms sleep deprived having 12 hours earlier watched congo at seven in the morning um (laughs) again sleep deprived and you know just like she was asleep don was in bed all was right in the world and i was watching mary poppins on a friday night it was fucking amazing and i cried because feed the birds came on and i fucking like lost it paul by the way, as you're listening to this, can you remind me to sing Bart? Uh, sing to Bart, feed the Barts. Um, there's a there's a, a Polish gentleman who um, sits in between uh, Paul and I, Bartos, um, <laughs> and we I, we've been trying to sing songs to him, replacing usually Hart with Bart. Um, so feed the Barts, I think would be uh, <laughs> would be quite a good one. Unbreak my Bart has been my favourite so far. Um, like Paul and I just sing it to him and gently stroke him and it <laughs> like I I think he finds it funny but I'm not too sure <laughs> it's one of those things that he might find funny but inside it's secretly plotting to kill you both yeah no that that's it and like some of the looks we get out of some like because the people on our team know we, not what we're doing but the, the people who aren't on our team really don't 
and we like people will literally walk past and just like look at us like what are they doing and like we really whenever we do unbreak my bar we really pay attention to it i try and do key i tried to do a key change yesterday and it didn't go very well <laughs> anyway uh, so yes feed the barts paul i know you'll be listening in work feed the barts Anyway, Mary Poppins Returns. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a very confused direction throughout the whole thing. I'm not entirely it's, sure it's about... the week before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's just perfect timing. I am very much looking forward to that. Now I know it's literally the week before Christmas. Lin-Manuel Miranda in a Dick Van Dyke-esque role I am concerned about. Yeah, mainly because I think that he's going to be too... You're going to look at it and go, no, you're getting it wrong, mate. You're getting it all wrong. You're doing it too well. Shit it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yes. Yes. He's going to be too polished. Yeah. Like... He is. It, it, and so, that, yes. Concerned about the that. Charm, and the, the, the charm about it is that it feels... The whole thing feels like it's set on another... Mary Poppins feels like it, 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 it's set on a stage. Yeah. It's not quite real, but it's, it's a real life within that. It's 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 such a, it's such an oddity of a film. It's such a it's such, it's such a brilliant film. No, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And you know, it's like nearly two and a half hours long, but it's yeah. just, it's a journey. And I don't know, isn't it Rob Marshall directing this? It is Rob Marshall directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah. But Lin Manuel Miranda like having a hand in the songs. Yep. That's cool. I'm 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 happy with that. That that dude has got fucking mad skills, as I'm sure everybody knows. It's just him as the Dick Van Dyke esque character. Like it's the mm. first time they're really giving him giving as him as a film presence. I think, mm-hmm. and I think it, it, it's like the next step in his his career trajectory, mm. which is quite interesting. And Hamilton. Can can they just put out like a fucking uh, like i iTunes or that on Netflix or something? Because I want to see what Hamilton is all about, but I don't want to listen to the fucking soundtrack because it's like, well, surely I'm going to miss something by not seeing like seeing the production. Yes. Yeah, you will. And anyone who says you don't um, doesn't understand. It doesn't understand musical theatre. You can you can listen to it after you've seen it, but you can't listen to it if you haven't seen it. You can, but you will not get a what is it? Yeah, I mean, you I, will I, not get a true depiction of it. I'm not going to be one of those people who's going to go fucking Hamilton, uh, hear it everywhere, blah blah blah. I want I want to watch Hamilton. I want to watch it before I have the soundtrack CD. Yeah, and I, I you know they, they've got that fuck, they've got this thing where they do like lottery tickets where it's like a certain amount of random tickets every day it's like 15 quid or something like that otherwise you'd be paying a fucking shitload mm. and it, I, I, I don't know like or, I don't know when it's fucking touring in Cardiff in five years I'll be able to see the fucking thing a, a couple of years time when it starts to, when it starts to go from because it's still, it's still peaking at the moment once mm. it starts to dip that little bit that's when you'll see it it'll go into cinemas yeah, man, fucking do do it live one night only live recording with Lin Manuel Miranda doing his fucking like doing his original part. So one night only, stream it live to cinemas. I will go. Well, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you see that towards the end of this year before Mary Poppins comes out, just to get his name massively out there. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'd be into it. Anyway, I can see it. What 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 do you think of the trailer? Um, 
I'm 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 fine with it. It doesn't really give away that much. Um, my worry is that the world's going to look too polished mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not have the, the the charm of the original. Um, but uh, I have faith in pretty much everyone, everyone involved in it. And you know, do you know what? Um, like I say, the week before Christmas, going to see that and going on a night and going right. It's dark. It's an afternoon. It's cold. Wrapped up. Let's go watch a new Mary Poppins movie. Mm. I don't, I, if, if it's if it's anything above seven out of ten, I'll be quite surprised. If it's anything below seven out of ten, I'll be quite disappointed. But I think it's going to be around that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I, I, Disney, Disney have got a solid head on with these things at the moment. Yeah, quite. And I mean, I, well, word on wrinkle in time isn't great, but yeah, live no, action yeah, Disney not. does seem to be a bit of a fucking. Who knows what's going to happen? But it's. Um, Rob Marshall did Into the Woods, and Into the Woods was fucking mental. Did you ever mm. see that? I've not seen Into the Woods. Um, that flick was, is fucking weird. What was the last Rob Marshall thing I saw? He did the Fourth Pirates before. Oh, that I did shit. see that. Yeah, I did see that, but that was just that was just fucking weird. That one. Mm. I think Nine might be the last thing I saw, and I quite liked Nine actually. I mean, I, I would like to rewatch Nine. That's why he did nine. Fuck. Um, yeah, nine. Nine was the last thing I saw of his that he did, which is like nearly ten years ago. Uh, wasn't it Memoirs of a Geisha before that? Memoirs of a Geisha was it was a, was a decent uh, adaptation actually. And then it was Chicago before that. Shit, man, mm. pulled some fucking Rob Marshall knowledge out of my ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, Mary Poppins boner confusion time. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, right. So I've got to remember that for the title of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. <laughs> Um, cool uh, right yeah. yeah so we'll I think that's that's, that's it should we, should, we get, should we delve into one of the films um, Red Sparrow is oh, directed by yeah. Francis Lawrence uh, it is based on a novel of the same name by a man named Jason Matthews uh, it stars Jennifer Lawrence Joel Edgerton Matthias Schoenhart Charlotte Rampling in the most Charlotte Rampling of Charlotte Rampling roles fucking right <laughs> it, literally, it literally it literally is They've gone, they've gone, right, who can, well, literally, it's Charlotte Rampling. It literally, I've written down, who can play, and my pen wrote Charlotte Rampling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And Jeremy Irons is in there as well. Also is uh, Bill Camps there as well, isn't he? Yes, he is. Uh, He's doing that thing where he turns up in every single film at the moment, but nobody ever notices that he's there. Yeah. Uh, Despite the fact he's usually quite good in them. Yeah. Uh, What's Red Sparrow about? What is it about? Uh... Jennifer Russian Lawrence. sex spies. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence plays uh, Dominika Agarova. Uh, she is a famed Russian ballerina uh, who is essentially nursing her sick mother at the same time, supporting her through um, being a ballerina. And the, the ballerina company, the dance company, is paying for her medical her mother's medical care and for the place they live in, etc. And then when she is injured during a performance. Which, remember guys, we are all spoilers all the time. It turns out wasn't an accident. Mm. She is then recruited to do a mission by her uncle who works for the secret services within Russia. Uh, and then things kind of move from there and she ends up becoming a Red Sparrow, which are what you just said, apparently. Apparently, uh, they are Russian secret sex spies with magic pussies quote from the film yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ian, um, Red Sparrow, it's it's taken a bit of a battering, hasn't it, for for for, for a, a variety of reasons. Mm. Um, but what do you think? I liked it. I liked it. Like it, it's. Um, I thought it was this weird anti-commercial, subversive, old-school thriller, which I think Jennifer Lawrence has maybe used the last of her I-can-do-anything-I-want cards with this. Well, she has said said that she's going to take a break for a year, hasn't she? Yes, she has. Um, Because she... Because she she said... Or it's kind of been mooted around places that she feels like she's not she's ma- she's not making decisions that she would make if she'd had a bit of a break. Well, I mean, it's interesting whether or not, whether or not that's film decisions or life decisions, life decisions or anything like that. But you know, when you go back and in ten years, between eight years since Winter's Burn, she's she's racked up an awful lot of films. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, right. So in the publicity for this, she's gone on record saying that one of the reasons why she did this film was because of the whole nudes thing from a few years back and she wanted yep. to kind of like take control of her image again. Yep. And which I think is a really interesting reason to want to do this film. And mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating that frankly, there's a lot there's a lot of Jennifer Lawrence on show. I'm just mindful of the fact my in-laws have just come in with Lottie. So I kind of need to with the review in this particular film. So I'm going to talk a bit quietly. They're, they're downstairs. I'm upstairs, but my voice does travel as you know. So, um, it, it's a film which has an awful lot of Jennifer Lawrence on show, but is not, at least to me anyway, I mean, maybe you feel differently, but it was not, I, I, I yeah, go on, go on was not titillating in the slightest. Um, Whenever there's nudity on show, the atmosphere is really oppressive. Um, It's like, almost like Hanake light in, look at this, you want to see this, don't you? But no, you don't, because look at what's actually happening in this scene, and doesn't that make you think? Which... I'm kind of sounding like I don't. I I don't think that's a good thing, and I, I I do. I thought it was interesting, and I could see. I genuinely see what Lawrence was going for there. Mm. Um, I think it's kind of beholden to two masters, where it wants to be this weird, almost art house, but only art. If it was in the seventies, it wouldn't be art house, but it kind of is now. Yeah, w- political thriller thing, but is also a film starring Jennifer Lawrence, and I think it makes more concessions to the audience than Mother did, but not that many more. There were these girls behind me who, when the credits went w- rolled, just went. That was nothing like the trailer. There was barely any action in it, uh, <laughs> like the like the road. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know. And it is one of those ones where it is a star using their star power to make something that wouldn't be made otherwise. I I thought it was pretty well directed. Well, Joel Edgerton actually commented on that. Um, and uh, Joel Edgerton commented on that and basically said about it 
um, that nobody he said, he said nobody comes to see a sixty million dollar um, spy thriller starring Joel Edgerton. They don't, but they will come and see a sixty million dollar spy film starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And it's he, he said, that's the difference. She's a great actress who happens to be a movie star, and I'm an actor. Fair play. I mean, that, that, I like Joel Edgerton. That dude's like. I, I, I like I like what he's putting out there, um, mm. and he's right. Um, he's, he's spot on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was well directed. I thought it felt a lot shorter than its runtime. I was I looked at my watch at one point. I was an hour and a half in. I was like, wow, okay. I actually didn't think we were that far in. Um, and Francis Lawrence has actually talked about doing a sequel. It's not going to happen. But I would have been I would have been really interested. Given how the film ends, and the film doesn't end on there's going to be a sequel, it, I think it wraps it. It does the mm. great thing of wrapping its own story up, but leaving scope for more. But also feels like it's all a, a whole complete entity. I yeah, I really quite like my time with it. Cool. Yourself. Um. I think well, I think we'd be fair in saying that um, this has more leanings towards kind of my wheelhouse in the way that it's been building some hit circles as being these sex spy things um, mm. and everything like that. But it's, it and, and and I think it was it was pitched in some things as being an action movie and in some as being a, a, a kind of erotic thriller almost yeah. that happens yeah. to have a bit of spy elements and yeah. it's not. It's a straight up kind of spy. Thriller, and it's interesting you say about the seventies. It feels like there's something sort of like Sidney Lumiere would be doing that would have been doing in sure, yeah. 1974. Yeah, it, it, it feels or like Alan, Alan like J. Pakula or something like that. It doesn't yeah. feel a million miles away from like Clute or Parallax View or yes, something. You absolutely, know? Yeah. yes, really, yeah, that's spot on. Actually, yeah, Clute very much so. Mm. Um, and so it, it has that feel. I think it intentionally has that feel um, towards. I think that's a directorial decision from Francis Lawrence, and I think that because um, Jennifer Lawrence is. And for some, I think Venture is very good in it. I actually don't think there's that much that much nudity in it. I think her the reason for why she's done the nudity, it's um I can see why she's done it, and it's a very personal choice for her to, to do. And I know that Scarlett Hansen said very much the same thing about um the nudity in Under the Skin. Under the skin, yeah, where she said, you know, there's no point in me now keeping everything covered up in films because people could just Google gen- uh, um Scott Johansson, Scott Johansson's tits, yeah. and, and and they go there they are. So I, he said, I and she said, I previously I I've I've said I don't want to do that. And do you know what? Actually, should be absolutely allowed to say they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And is there a way around this? Does it need to be there, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that there would have been ways to have shot this without you seeing Jennifer Lawrence, and it wouldn't have affected the movie. I don't think without you seeing Jennifer Lawrence's boobs are a bot. I think that I think they it's making a point, but that's it. But I think that her decision to do it is absolutely her decision, and does it enhance the anything like that? No, but does it change up the 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 uncomfortableness because they are not? Like you said they are not. Um, it, it's not sexy. It, you know, if 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 you are somebody who's going there going. Yeah, but I get to watch Jennifer Lawrence and get to see her tits and her ass. It's like, I yeah, you, you ain't getting a bonnet of this, mate. And if yeah. you are, you've got problems. Yeah. There's loads of porn. Yeah. Loads. 
you know, it, it's yeah, it's if I feel sorry for some fucking thirteen-year-old kid who's going to rent this and go right iTunes. I've got my Kleenex. I've got my donuts for afterwards. Let's fucking do this and be going. What the shit is this? You imagine if they double build this in Mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would just be you'd finish it and you'd be like. I will jerk off to some fucking weird shit. It just, I mean, like, the fact that Jennifer Lawrence's last two films were this and and Mother. And this is a lot better than Mother, by the way. Oh, no, yeah, no, believe me, I enjoyed my time uh, with also, this a great deal uh, more the... than Mother. Pardon? I, I enjoyed my time with this a great deal more than I did yeah. with Mother, and I liked um, Mother more than you did. Yeah, um, but I, I like the story in it. It's, what I'll say is it's not... It's not as clever as I think it maybe thinks it is at points because I I I I, I have a thing where and I don't try and work out films, but I thought right, so he's him, he's him, that's it, and he's going to do that, and I tap Bex, and I don't tell Bex because if she if if, if I tell her it, it it becomes that I'm being a dick then, mm. and if I if I, if I'm not, she just she'll just go mm. and I tap someone. I just I point at my head and that means I think I've got this, and then at the end of it she go, "Well, you're right." And most of the time I'll go, "No, I was fucking really wrong." Yeah. <laughs> but this one she's like, she's like, uh, "You touch your head." I was like, "Yeah." I said, I "Said, did you work out?" Like, yeah, did you? She's like, "Yeah." I said, what point? I said, I said about about half an hour in. I was like, "Yeah, it's about when I got it actually." Wait, I mean, the, um, the, the Jeremy Irons what bit surprised me? No, it didn't. That was I, I got that really? pretty much through. Uh, yeah, literally, literally the, the the first scene he's in where he's in the thing, where the, where he's in the the room with um, Syrian Hines. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought at that point I thought he's more Jeremy Irons. He's got to be because it's not going to be Shuna Hearts. It's not going to be him. There's nobody else in this movie that is big enough to be the mole, so it's him. Thing is, I kind of forgot that the whole thing was that there was a mole. Yeah, still, I, I, I got that. <laughs> and, then I, and then the minute she, she, she looked at his passport, I was like, right, she's going to do something that ends up incriminating him and makes it look like he's the mole. Which, to be fair, was a... Like, that whole thing was rather delicious. Just that, like, oh, he is it, it, such it, it, it a scumbag wrong. and she it, does it was, him over so bad. Uh, yeah, it's it was, wonderful. It was lovely. Um, there were some great moments in there. I liked, I thought Joy Edson was, was very, very good. Um, God, that, the, the fucking, the interrogation, not even interrogation, just the, the general torture. The torture, scene. dude. Um, good look. Uh, he had a good yeah. look. He did have a strong look, didn't he? Of Joel Edgerton. I thought the action was quite good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that, that, that scene where she looks across the window, where she's essentially being raped, let's be honest. Yeah. And she looks across the window and notice the window's open, and then that guy appears, and you're thinking, who's this motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> um, that whole little sequence was very good. It that, was a really well shot little set piece, that. I mean, that definitely had some inflections of Giallo as well. Like, just not not, yeah. the, not the, the Adrian Brody film. Like, just like literally, just like, you know, black motorcycle jacket, black helmet, black even, gloves. Even the score got a bit giallo in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got Charlotte Rampling being just Charlotte Rampling in mm. things. I did think the. Um, I, I did feel that the whole them being the training little section in it of them at the I don't know the the horror academy mm. um, there I, I did think that was a little bit 
muddled, really. They, didn't, they don't really see them learning anything other than just going, well, you're all quite attractive. And then Shark Rampin just going, take your clothes off. Yeah. Do this. Blow that guy. Shoot that guy. And it's a bit like, you're not really teaching them stuff now. You're basically just putting them in uncomfortable situations and going, you're hot. People want to fuck you. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I don't want to fuck that guy. You don't listen to me. Well, I, what? <laughs> I, yeah, just the way that in, that whole seat, like Fred ended up with Charlotte Rampling going like, well, you don't listen to any me, but obviously they think you're good. It was like, all right, well, what was the point of you then? Yeah. She's like a brilliant agent and you just don't seem to identify that. Yeah. No, no wonder Russia isn't the se- the center of the world with people like you instructing these people where you can't identify raw talent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but also as well, also as well it does show the uh, the fragility of the American American governments when you've got Mary Louise Parker is just getting drunk and selling secrets in a hotel room. She, like, that was... I, I did enjoy that sequence. Yeah, it was really good. The fact that, the fact that you've got um, Jennifer Lawrence who is doing really good at what she's doing and thinking of the job and then you've got that Russian guy who's just being shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary Louise Parker who's just pissed. Yeah. Yeah, like, it just... Yeah, I don't know. That... that she kind of lent a little bit of lightness to a yeah, film it, that has it, none elsewhere. And it needed it at that point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 you're right, it, it's a long film, but it, it doesn't feel two hours, 20 minutes. No. No, it, uh, do, it, it, it doesn't. It no. feels like you're watching a long film, but there's, there's also some really nice um, shots in it. Uh, the Particularly the the handover towards the end, I thought was really nicely shot and nicely lit and mm. looked... Look, look really good actually. Yeah, um, you can tell there's a he's a he's a good he's a good filmmaker who's just not quite yet made a great film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's that's the thing. Like, he's not down there with the Ratners, but he's really not up there with anyone you actually care about either. He's 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 a little bit. I mean, I know he did the um, what is it films, the Hunger Games films, yeah. but let's be honest. Did he do the second, second, third, and fourth? Yeah, or? that's right. Yeah, he did all. He did uh, all of them apart from the first. All apart from the first, and they did kind of start to go downhill to the point of where Rocky J Part Two came out, and just nobody gave a shit. I still haven't seen that. <laughs> no, it, it, Isabel hasn't, and she really liked the first two and a half. Um, but yeah, they kind of like petered off a little bit. So this was kind of like his his one, wasn't it? As mm. the well, thank you for that. But Constantine, I really enjoy Constantine, but it's not that. But it, this Red Sparrow almost feels like something that David Fincher turned down. Mm. That's a good way of putting it. That's a really yeah, good way I, of putting it. You can kind of see why, but that doesn't mean to say that somebody else couldn't make a thoroughly decent movie out of it. Mm. It's just. I get the feeling if we were watching a Fincher version of it, A, I don't think people would have as much of a problem with it, and B, it would have been a bit better. Yeah, true. <laughs> but that. it's still, it's still a really good spy thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a no, solid, it's a solid watch. Um, I, I heard a lot of big things people bitching about about the um, Jennifer Lawrence's accent going in, but I thought it was fine. It's oh, well, jarring. It was fine. It's a bit jarring at first, but accents always are jarring at first. Yeah, I, I fucking whatever. It, don't care. Yeah. Her, perfor- her performance convinced me. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, but I, I I can see why she's wanting to take a bit, of a bit of a year out to maybe kind of look at it and sort of think. Well, at what do I? Where do I? Where do I want to go now? I just I just hope she has a really fun year. She deserves it. Like I hope she's a really fun year, and I you know I, I hope she comes back and we see her in in more great stuff because let's say she's done a fucking lot of work in the past eight years. Well, we, we've got she's in the new X Men, isn't she? Mm. So that that will be out like end of the year, year or something, and hopefully she'll be back in like autumn twenty nineteen with some smaller film. That'd be great. I'm just trying to find 15, 16, 17, 18. That'll be 19 movies in eight years. Yeah, she she needs to chill it out. That's a, that's a fucking lick, that is. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it. So am I. Yeah. Uh, really our it. audience voting is... Oh, I'm surprised at this. Uh, definitely not shit, 31%. Oh, okay. Uh, touching cloth, twenty five percent. Shit, thirty eight percent. And geostorm, six percent. That's a fucking um, mixed bag, if ever there was one, isn't it? Yeah, wow. it's a mixed bag. Wow. And I, I, to be honest, I expected there to be more in the shitty column uh, okay. than anything else on, on that. Just because I think it's you know people don't like people don't like it. I think it's an easy movie to have not got on with, and once you don't get on with it, it'll it, it'll be hard. There's nothing there to grab your back again. Mm. Whereas I was, I was pretty much on with it from 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 word dot. Yeah, nice, nice, cool. Uh, right, shall we do the house? So what we've been watching, and then finish on game night. Yeah, why not? I'll go with that. Right, the house, our ninety nine p iTunes rental, <laughs> which may or may not become a feature. <laughs> um, it will become a feature if there's a ninety nine p iTunes rental for a week. That we both happen oh, to watch. What, what what is it this week? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look now. <laughs> I do like this idea though. That's the thing. I could do uh, as well. Right, um, I'll be honest. International Women's Day is completely taking over at the iTunes store. Oh, it has, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, shit, man. I yeah. Well, I'm, like, I'm good on them. Like, lit, wow, the entire front page is. Women is is women. That's oh, uh, uh, ninety nine p hd right? Oh, patty cakes. Yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it out fortnightly. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's directed by uh, Andrew J. Cohen and stars Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, Jameson, uh, Manzukis, Nick Kroll, Alison Tolman, Jeremy Renner. Very briefly. Uh, Ryan Simpkins, uh, who is the sister of the kid from Things. To mean the brother? Yeah, the brother from yeah, the brother from what is it? And they look freakishly alike. It is quite weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as I looked at it, I thought, I thought. Yeah. She looks like the kid that's in uh, Iron Man and... Uh, what's it? Hmm. I literally can't remember films' names at the moment. The nice guys, uh, and then yeah, I, I went looked at him, went ah, oh, it's his sister. Uh, so yeah, what happens in the house? Um, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, uh, their daughter Alex is going to Bucknell University, uh, and they need to pay for it. She's been given a scholarship by the little community that they live in i suppose it would be the best way to describe it um but it turns out that they're not going to give her the scholarship because the city councillor bob shaper played by nick kroll 
has decided that they can no longer afford to do this scholarship because they're building this really nice pool area instead. Uh, and then more things seem to come up as to reasons why. So they work out they have no money to do this. So Jason Manzukis, their friend, who is going through a rather difficult divorce, sells the idea to them that they should open up a casino and run a casino just to get the money that he can get so he can keep his house and they can get so they can send their daughter Alex to university. Uh, and then hilarity ensues, as it would usually with these two, three act- actors. Uh, Ian, the house, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I had a good time with it. It's, um, you know, considering the rather muted response it got last year, um, I think it, it very much depends on your tolerance of Will Ferrell. Yep. Like, very much. Um, and Amy Poehler, I'd say. Yeah, actually, that's completely fair. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's actually very, very fair point. Um, but I like Will Ferrell, and I think Amy Poehler's all right. Um, I have to say on that. Yeah. Um, I like how out of hand it gets. I enjoyed the running joke of Will Ferrell basically having PTSD. Um, that was a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be absolutely honest. I watched it a week ago, pissed, like, literally last Thursday night, and I don't remember an awful lot of it, so this review might be short. But I laughed a lot. The scene of them, like, the morning after, the night before, just in the supermarket, just unable to hold their shit together, uh, was a treat. And... Yeah, by the end I was like, yeah, fucking enjoy your new liberated selves where you give zero fucks. Good on you. Yeah. I, I d- like, yeah, I had a good time with this. I kind of wish I saw it at the cinema, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'd have been down the same. I'd have been perfectly happy if I'd have seen this in the cinema. Uh, I think it, it came out in quite a heavy week, I think, when it came yeah, out. I yeah, see, I seem to remember it came out in a bad time. Yeah, um... I, I'm a I'm a quite big um, Jason Manzoukas fan um, from uh, he's in the series The League quite heavily um, and he plays quite an unhinged character in that so he he does unhinged quite well and obviously he's cropped up in Brooklyn Nine Nine and uh, later on in The Good Place he crops up in that as well um, but yeah I, I, had a, I had a really good time with it it's a it's a fun movie it gets in gets its shit done and gets the fuck out. And it, it does seem like everybody involved kind of had a, a lot of freedom to just kind of roll with it a little bit. And it, it did seem like that, like the, the writers and director have gone, right, well, essentially, we're just going to write a story out and we're just going to get a lot of funny people in a room together just to be fucking funny with a camera there. And it'll, it'll be fine. We'll let Will Ferrell do, do his thing. And we'll let Amy Poehler do her thing, Jason do his thing. And it'll all, it'll all tie in quite well together. Mm. Um from there uh, I think the the whole ring thing of, of, of Nick Kroll just using the uh, police as like his own personal service yeah yeah was quite was quite amusing um, the, the, the the what is it the, the, the constant uh, Will Ferrell um, just slowly morphing into um, Sam Eth Rostein from <laughs> Casino. Oh, God, yeah. It's great. <laughs> There's a few moments where the, he does little casino bits where he keeps on mentioning all of his things being Italian. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. 
Are they, are they, are they women's shoes? No, they're Italian. <laughs> is that a woman's cigarette? No, it's Italian. But it's a woman's cigarette holder. But it's an Italian cigarette holder, so it's fine. Mm. Uh, mm. The, oh, the women's sunglasses. Yeah, yeah but they're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then they're just taking all of their cues from uh, from Casino, having a vice. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck, Yeah. No, that scene was gold. I, yeah. it, it just, it it's just completely playing on all the stereo on on all the on, on all the stereotypes. And but I don't know, just having a lot of fun with it. It was, I mean, like Amy Poehler doesn't quite go to the extent of Will Ferrell, but Will Ferrell really rinses it. Matsukis mm. just really seems to get into it. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's a very fuck, man. There's not. What else can you actually say about it? I'm sorry. There's not there's not a lot to say about it because it is it, it's a short movie that gets it gets its shit done. But if if in any way you have a bit of a that any of the performers in it irritate you, don't watch it because they're all going for it. And then Jeremy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jeremy gets right rolled now. up in a carpet. <laughs> Thankfully, not trying to be funny. No, he, he literally is just turning up and just doing his just just doing his Jeremy Renner thing. Yeah, which is great. You know, it's it's fine. It suits the character. It's absolutely all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the house we didn't put it out for a vote because what is it? But yeah, I'm definitely not sure. Definitely I, not I sure. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, right, Ian. What have you been watching this week? Okay. Um, so I forgot last week to mention Hitman Agent Forty Seven, which. Oh. Is solid movie that. Yeah, good. It's a really, really good action film. Yep. It's a really good action film. Um, it's on Netflix. It's like an hour forty long. It's a good time. I, I, I watched it in the in, frankly, in the middle of having a fever. Um, so I was like, yeah, like it was, it was comfort food, like no one's business. This film, and uh, yeah. I, like, I've just had a good time with it. It's on Netflix. It's a solid action. You know, the climax is actually really good. Mm. Uh, um, I've actually only got a couple others. Um, so, uh, and briefly mentioned it during the Oscar talk, A Fantastic Woman, the eventual winner of the uh, uh, Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very good. I'm cool with it winning the Oscar. Um There were a couple of narrative points that I wasn't super, super thrilled with. There is a music cue which is fucking awful, and I'm kind of stunned people haven't referenced that more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Danny Alavega plays uh, a transgendered woman whose um, older boyfriend basically dies on her, uh, or not on her, but d- dies, um, and um, her his kind of like family kind of did, but kind of didn't know about her. Um, and basically she's trying to get through grief and the loss of a loved one while having basically zero support around her because of who she is. Um, Daniela Vega is very, very good. Um, it looks great. It's actually paced really well. It's only about an hour 40 long. You can imagine this kind of film being two and a half hours long and a slog and it's not in the slightest. Um, and yeah, it's, um, frankly, I think unless you've got a problem fundamentally with the concept of a transgendered person, I think this is a film that will just on a human level connect with you. 
I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say it's one of the best films of the year. It's not. There's enough decisions in it, which I think stop it from being so. But I think it's a it, it's a fine winner of an Oscar. Good. Yeah. Um, okay. Rewatch Dark Shadows for some fucking reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I gave it 1.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I think I, we reviewed it on um, 35mm Heroes back in the day. Um, I think I was just being caught up in the wave of negativity about it. It's not perfect by any bloody means, but it's Tim Burton and Johnny Depp being given a bunch of money to do what the hell they want. And it's kind of interesting in that regard. Um, I think Johnny Depp is actually quite fun. He has a sex fight with Ava Green at one point, which is wonderful. Um, You know, it's a vampire and a witch having sex, but they don't really like each other. It's brilliant. Um, there's some questionable stuff going on with Chloe Moretz in the film because I think she was still a little bit young at the time um, for some of the stuff that's going on with her. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> looks great. Really fun soundtrack. It's light. It's silly. It's soapy, which is appropriate. I had a good time. Nice. Uh, I, I I actually do not remember. I know I've watched it. Um because I remember sitting down and watching it with Bex, and I remember actually watching it. Um, but I've—I I, I can't remember any of it at all. Like not even a single, a single bit of it. Wow. <laughs> so I might—I yeah, literally can't remember at all. But I do know I've seen it. Um, since Bex, since Bex, since, I can't remember that shot at all. But I'm pretty sure I've watched it. I remember sitting down with you and Beck. It's about a watch change. You've definitely seen it because I've watched it with you. So, but I can't remember a thing about it. Oh, Other than the fact that I've seen it. So Bex has gone, he rewatched it and quite liked it, didn't he? I was like, he, he, he liked it more than he'd done the first watch. It's like, shall we give it another go? Like, Do it. Yeah, why not? Do it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's not going to cost you anything. That's it. So I think we're, we're, if, it, if it was over two hours, we want it done, but it's under two hours, so we will do. Yeah, totally. And uh, last thing for me, um, Netflix Watch, a film that's been getting some weird notice online of late. Like, literally, somebody at my work posted on Facebook to me saying, have you watched this? Like, what do you think? Netflix ro- Watch? Yeah. Is it a horror film? Yes. Right. Is it... Which one is it? Go on, tell me. Is it? Is it Veronica? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, people have mentioned this to me as well. Right. I don't... It's weird what becomes viral. It's really fucking weird. Is this the one from the um, from the guy who did the... What is it? Who did the... Wreck. Wreck ones, yeah. Yeah, Packer Plaza. Bex has been going on and on about this to watch. Yeah, so, all right. It's fine. It's fine. Like... People like act like saying it's like the scariest horror film they've ever seen. I don't what. It's like say, is it one? Is that one of those ones where you think, ah, how much horror do you watch? Yeah, that's G- not being a, that's not being no, a dick. No, it is. That's, that's just how much horror do you watch? That's the question to ask. That genuine like. It's like me saying like, that's like me saying that's the most colourful Bollywood movie I've ever seen. <laughs> And going, how many Bollywood movies have you seen? Like One. five. <laughs> no, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. If you're like fucking fifteen years old, and you've seen fuck all horror, apart from I don't know, maybe so, like 
I don't know, 90s Hollywood slashes or something like that, then yeah, all right, fair enough. If you've seen Sorority Row and the fourth Scream movie. Yeah, no, that, 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 yeah, I mean, it is kind of like that. Anyway, right, so basically, story is, girl, surprisingly called Veronica, um, she looks after her three younger siblings most of the time because her mother's like, her mother like works hard. Their, their father died some years beforehand. Um, during an eclipse, Veronica and a couple of mates of hers have this seance and basically as, as something seems to attach itself to Veronica. And this is apparently based on a, a true life case from the early nineties in Spain. So yep. then it's basically the spirit goes home with her and starts terrorizing her and through her, it starts terrorizing the younger siblings. So there is an aspect of kids in danger, which usually does get me. Yeah, but it, it kind of didn't here. Not because not because the kids are annoying because they're not. They're actually all all the performances are, are, are pretty fucking solid here. And Veronica, the girl who plays Veronica, is actually really good. Um, but I, I it, it just it's. Like, she'll be kind of, like, possessed or something. She'll start choking one of them, but then she'll snap out of it and go, like, I didn't mean it. And it's just like, all right, they make this decision to not really have Veronica kind of, like, become possessed by the thing. It's just in moments there are sequences where that happens. But it's not like... It's weird. I didn't ever really feel like Veronica herself was a threat to her siblings. So it didn't really get to me in that way. The scares, there are a couple of intense sequences, but it, it, I don't know. It's no great shakes. Um, I, I, it just, I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't, I mean, it's, like, is it one of those bigger? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's like it's fine. I don't know, it's like a three out of five, maybe stretching to a three point five because the the lead girl is really really good. You empathise with her like no one's business, and by Which is fine for modern horror. Yeah, and by the climax, it is like you really want to see her get out of it. You genuinely do. Um, but I'm not going to say it feels like my first horror film because I think that is a bit harsh, but. It does maybe feel like my first religious horror. Ah, yeah. And, yeah. It's... I, I'd be intrigued to see what you think, to be fair. Uh, I'll, I'll be watching it this, this, this week, I would, I would assume, because, like I said, Bex really wants to watch it. No, it's cool, well yeah. Street. And, I mean, I, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. I just, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to say it's a bad... It's not shit. But it's more not shit because the performances are really good than it's scary. You know, like, mm. I I don't know. There's a blind nun who's a character. It's like, well, you, I blinded myself, but you can still see things even when you're not blind. Uh, all right. Fine. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, you crazy nun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you crazy blind nun. Cool. All right, then. It's just, I, 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 I yeah, I don't know. It it does kind of slightly feel a little bit 
snowflakey, to be honest. It's like, what, this fucking scared you? All right, I've got some shit to fucking show you then, you know, you know. But so. I, I, think, I think more, I think nowadays, I mean, I, I, you know, I might watch it and go, no, that fucking terrified me. Um, I don't know, maybe. I've done, probably it's not. One of those, but it is a little bit like, it's, it's that thing in it. Nothing can ever just be, well, that was a bit scary. It's got to be, it was the most scary thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, was it though? Or was it just a bit scary? Genuinely. Because, because you know what? I got I got quite fucking freaked out, quite scared during the last Conjuring movie. I, I was, was about... It most, was, it, was it the scariest thing I've ever seen? No. I was about was to scary. say, the Conjuring films genuinely weird me out. Veronica yeah. didn't. Well, that's it. It, it, it. It's There is that. I mean, for example, I've had um, a couple of lads that work for me have called in sick recently. And then when they've come in the next shift, it's like, ah, oh, it's the most ill I've ever been. It's like, do you know what? You say that after every time you're ill. Yeah. <laughs> Literally all of you. Not just you. Every fucking one of you say the same fucking thing. It's like, it's like, like whatever they are, it's the most they've ever been of that at that particular time. <laughs> I'm tired. I've never been this tired in my life. All right. I'm happy. I've never been this happy in my life. Are you sure? <laughs> it, it does seem a little like people can't just be like people can't just be like a little bit something I'm yeah. a little bit scared yeah it freaked me out yeah no absolutely oh that freaks you out more I don't give a shit it just freaked me out yeah no quite quite I, mean, I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll catch up next week we'll, we'll pick it up, up yeah it's just uh, it's, it's, it's fine it, it, I mean I, and the thing is I will say I'm really glad that Paco Plaza has got par- past the fucking it's not a comedy horror. It's it's like really serious. I mean, like, there is one kind of funny moment in an element involving a seance. I thought was you kind of see it a mile a mile off, but it is quite funny. But I, 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 I'll say no more there. But aside from that, it is a serious film. And the thing that killed Wreck Three and Four were mm. the fact that they the bizarre. That's still really disappoints me how weirdly comedy they went three with, especially yeah i mean three particularly but four's even pretty fucking goofy um three is the wedding one isn't it? yeah three's that yeah three's the wedding one but four just i don't know the fact that it's like all right it's in the fucking food yeah brilliant fucking really they should have stopped at two with that because wreck was wreck two was 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 solid wreck and wreck two are an incredible double bill incredible and you can watch them as one film yeah and you totally can and it it just it's like i just no just no but what i mean seriously man wreck free what the fuck was that yeah, it, it, it broke the it broke the secret too quickly. It brought the 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 theme and the idea of the first two wreck movies just too quickly. It, it, it was it was an attempt to build a franchise. Yeah, I, I just I like, it, it backfired massively. Like I, it, it I cheapened. I don't fancy going back and watching the first two wreck films now because my my memory is so sullied by three and four. Well, I rewatched them not too long ago, and they are—they they, they do hold up. They're really fucking solid. But three, I, I tried watching three, and it's, it was a—it was a slog. Yeah, no, I. And, I, and I, I'm thinking, I can get through this because at some point very soon, a hot chick in a ripped-up wedding dress is going to start running around with a chainsaw. Nope, I, I can't even get to that bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I just oh, fucking—that's a shame. But yeah, Veronica, like it. 
I, I, I would just, I, I would just say if, if, if you go out of it thinking, well, that was all right, that cool, you know, you're not the only one. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Right. What have I been watching? Good question. Um, I, uh, I too have not been very well. Um, so I've had the same thing. I've been watching, uh, kind of like comfort films. Um, but, um, what have I watched? Um, I watched Identity, rewatched that. Uh, oh, Bexler, nice. Identity. Yeah, yeah, man, I like that flick. Uh, the James Mango movie. It's Indeed. on Prime, I think. Oh, yeah, really? It's on Prime. It's, it's either on Prime or it's on Netflix. I watched it on one of them. I might have another crack at that, yeah. Uh, the good thing about Identity is it's 90 minutes long. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know Identity, because I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think it's a, a particularly, it's not like a fucking... It's, it's, it's Netflix it's on mate um, it's not like a, a, a hidden gem or anything like that but it's not a it's like it wasn't like a big film or anything like that was it no, really no, quite. Uh, but it's a James Mangold film stars it stars a cast of 2003 people um, so you've got John Cusack <laughs> uh, is in there uh, Ray Liotta's there Amanda Peet Alfred Molina Cleo DeVal's there oh, uh, Rebecca DeMornis turns up and John Hawkes is in it as well of course uh, also John C. McGinley and Jake Busey doing his best impression of his dad um, so it's the so like crossovers you've got two threads running at once you've got one where you've got um, Pruitt Taylor Vince character Malcolm Rivers is about to be executed and Alfred Molina is trying to argue that he shouldn't be executed uh, because he actually when he committed the crimes he's being executed for uh, he was suffering from a personality disorder and he he has no idea of what he's actually done because one of his personalities that did it so therefore if you can get rid of the person cut off the personality you're killing off the person that has committed the crime and then at the same time as what's happening is uh, all these random, seemingly random people have uh, ended up at this um, motel at the same time. And they're all drawn in by these various incidents. And as it goes, one of them keeps getting picked off every so often uh, in the uh, in the sequence of what number room they're staying in in this uh, hotel on this dark and rainy night and everybody there isn't quite what they seem um i'm actually not going to give away spoilers on it because people might not have seen it um and so i don't really need to give it away because it's not our main review but yeah it's it's 90 minutes long which is a great length of movie it's a great midweek watch um for that and it's 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 good for this kind of weather where it's a little bit fucking miserable you can sit on your sofa and go right bang go it's 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 good end John Cusack is what I'd say, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course we've got John Hart's there. Um, yeah. Rewatch the Babysitter. Yeah, that guy. That flick, yeah, it, it holds up. I, I I would actually say I probably enjoyed it as much, if not a little bit more, on a rewatch because you pick up on more. There's a lot of shit going on in that movie for a movie that's mm. that's like eighty odd minutes long. Um, and is directed by McGee, which still fucking blows my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot going on in that movie. Um, in the sense of, there's a lot of shout outs to other horror movies and to just other movies in general. 
um, out there. So you've got you've got almost like these little Easter eggs being picked up throughout it, and it's it's quite it's quite a cool little touch on there. And all the performances are really quite entertaining. Um, and yeah, it's it's this kind of shit that when Netflix put it out, and it, it, you kind of go, do you know what? If, if for every four shitty fucking horror comedies or teen movies that we get, we get this. I'm fine. I'm fine with that hit rate. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's that. Was it The Babysitter? Uh, yeah, nice. What, Very good. Very good. What else did I watch? Rewatched Walk of Shame because I was a bit of a comedy floor. What, the fucking week. Elizabeth Banks one? Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you've had a week. All right. Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Walk of Shame. You get to spend, um, you get to spend essentially like a, a, like a bizarre day gone wrong in a similar vein to uh, Falling Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Michael Douglas movie. Yeah. In an almost similar vein to that. But it's Elizabeth Banks in a really small uh, yellow dress with everyone thinking that she's a hooker. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's a really good time. <laughs> I can't remember if I've seen that or not. Do you know what, then? If you can't remember, it's worth rewatching. Again, it ticks that magic, but that is a fucking solid treadmill watch. Okay, all right, well, I'm looking for those. All right, good. Yeah, good, that's good. a solid treadmill watch because good. you can watch it on the treadmill because it's it's funny, but there's not... There's nothing where somebody's been running next to you, look at it and go, you fucking pervert. Well, I, t- I tell you what, I was watching on the fucking treadmill yesterday. I haven't watched it all yet, but the Tom Selleck film, Quigley Down Under. Ooh. Fuck it. Like, it's just, it's weirdly prominent on my Netflix. Like, whatever yeah, fucking algorithm they're using, which is fucking bringing that to the fore, I that, don't that know. That is because I haven't seen that once before on my Netflix. Like, seriously, it comes up quite a lot of mine. I was like, all right, I'll give this a fucking shot then. Quite enjoying it so far. I'm trying to think. that There's a few that come up quite quite regularly on my Netflix where you look at it and go, all right, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, what else did he? Yeah, yeah at, at a time when I watched uh, The Loft on a train coming back from London. And, oh, fuck me. And, and the opening of that movie is just a massive fucking sex scene. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> and the... The woman next to it was kind of looking at me and looking at the screen, and all I did was just took my headphones out and went deal with it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and put them back in because I was hungover to shit. Strong, strong. But then I ended up really quite enjoying the loft because, of course, I enjoyed the loft. Of course, yeah, because of course you enjoyed the loft. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's actually that keeps cropping up on my Netflix actually, and I keep looking at it and going. Yep, I'm going to watch you again soon. I'm going to be the only person in the world that has watched The Loft twice. Nice. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Walk of Shame is, 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 a, is a good, solid, fun... Uh, what is it? There's a wonderful little thread running through it uh, of Gillian Jacobs uh, goes home with an older guy and he will not leave her apartment. <laughs> in what? Sorry, in The Loft? No, in 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 Walk of Shame. Shame. Okay, yeah, all right, that makes way more sense. Yes, yeah. okay. Uh, and my final one before we review uh, Game Night. Uh, I watched Call Me by Your Name. Uh, Fucking all right, right. Very briefly on the go on, on the Oscar show. What do you show, think? But, Jesus. 
but I think it's I think this deserves a little bit more than just the what is it. Um, it's a really it's a really good film. Yeah, it's coined by your name. Uh, I I um, I do have a, a, some problems with it. Um, I think for a start off, uh, I, one of the things I think I said to you last week when we recorded the main show that I was a little bit worried about is I thought Timothy Chalamet was shit in Lady Bird. Mm. I thought he was crap in it, to be honest. And that worried me about this. He's not. He's brilliant in this and, and thoroughly deserving of a um, of, of an Oscar nomination. Uh, I would also say I, I think Army Hammer's kind of, his performance in this has kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Everyone seems to be talking about Charlemagne's performance, which is fine. The stand-up performance isn't actually Timothy Charlemagne. It isn't Army Hammer. It's Michael Stuhlberg. Um, who is fantastic and the I know we've mentioned it a few times and you've mentioned the the the, the speech he gives at the end um, oh, yeah. I thought that was 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 quite something it's it, it really is a, a magnificent speech and it's the it's the way um, that he does it and I'm, I'm going to bring a really fucking strange comparison uh, in here it reminded me of um, the scene in Godfather Part 2 um, where uh, Fredo is um, drunk sales problems where he's he's back at the the complex and he's he's laid down on that chair and he's having a go. He's basically saying to to Michael, you know, I can do things. I'm smart, um, and you know, I'm just, I'm just the errand boy. In the sense that I remember that remember seeing a, a, a thing about that scene where Francis Ford Coppola was speaking about it and he was saying that. We did, we did we did it a couple of times, and it, it didn't feel right. He said, and then so John turned around and said, "Can I try something? You're gonna hate it, but can I try something?" And friends of couple said, yeah, "Of course you can. You just see what you can do." And so he sat. He brought the chair across and sat down in the chair and said, "I'm gonna sit on a chair." And friends of couple said to him, "That's a terrible idea. It won't work." Shot the scene and went. That's brilliant. It just works. It just fits perfectly. And I think the fact that Stolberg is sat down—it's not usually those types of scenes. There, two people stood up so you can have the hugging moment, you can have the facing moment, you can do that. It isn't. They're sat on a sofa next to each other. It's. It's. It. it I think the framing of it and that just works really, really well. Um, I do think you know that there is a. Some people have pointed the question and said. And Bex raised it when we're talking about on the Oscars show about the fact that you've got a a 24 year old guy um, could be perceived as grooming a 17 year old kid. Mm. Personally, I and I've, I, I've had discussions with with Bex about this. I didn't get that. I saw it as much as as if you were to percentage who was pursuing whom. I'd say it was more 60-70% towards the 17-year-old to the 24-year-old. Well, yeah, I mean, shit, man. I mean, Army Hammer says himself that he like he gave him that little rub and whatnot, and yeah. Timothy Chalamet was like, get off me, and then he fucking stopped because he was like, all right, you're not into that then. Yep. You know, it's only when Chalamet's really putting the moves on, and lest we forget, in that country, the law doesn't have a problem with it. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I, I didn't I didn't really have a, a, an issue with that. I think it's um, I can see I can see why people are pointing it out. I think it's a little bit it's a little bit reaching for me. Yeah, yeah, quite. I, I, it, um, I think it's having a problem with it to have a problem with it in, in yeah. that particular case. Uh, yeah, and it, it is. Um, and 
but yeah, I think Amy Hammer's very, very good in it. Uh, I didn't buy their flirtations as much. It got to when they when, when they when they got to the relationship and everything like that. I just saw it as a little bit of fun. They were having a little bit of fun, and then when it was when you got the scene in the um, the train station where he breaks down, I was a bit like, "All right, that's elevated to higher than I thought it was." Okay, yeah. um, ah, that hasn't quite worked for me um, in that, but it's a it's a beautiful looking movie. Um, Shot on 35mm as well. Yeah, boy. Uh, which, of course, makes it look better. Um, performances are fantastic. Uh, I think the story is very good. Um, it has a um, a kid jerking off into a peach. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit... I, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting a kid jerking off to a peach um, from a 89-year-old film writer. Uh there it's a yeah it, it deserves to win the, the awards it won and be nominated for the awards it won and I'm quite glad it did nice I bought it as well on iTunes um, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm quite glad it's in my collection and I could see myself watching it again yeah okay alright cool but, it, but it's, it, it, it's nicely it's nicely sat there what's it sat next to because I'm always quite curious about what my films are sat next to on what is it because of my eclectic iTunes library I have now let's have a look what's oh, it sat next to uh, call me by your name is ah it ah well well fucking hell this is good go on then uh, to its left is the Swedish movie Call Girl okay and to its right is the movie Casualties of War okay all right then and then a few down we have City Slickers Contraband and Deadpool <laughs> nice yeah yeah it, nice. it, it could be worse it could be it could be sandwiched between worse movies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I have the great dictator is sandwiched between a good old fashioned orgy and Hail Caesar. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, you own a good old fashioned orgy on iTunes. I do indeed own a good old fashioned orgy on iTunes. It was two ninety nine, And I thought, do you know what? I'll get two ninety nine's worth of watching out of that motherfucker. <laughs> have you got for a good time call? I have yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, that... it's that get that blonde girl in that with the weird face. Oh, I I like her. And she yeah, she what she's in she did it she did quite a few. Do you know what? She's in the sitter. But <laughs> I want to watch the yeah. sitter, and it's not any streaming services. And that fucker should be on a streaming service. Yeah, that's weird that the sit. I I like the sitter. I really like the sitter. And do you know what's stopping me from getting it on iTunes mm. at the moment? You can get it with all the extras for six ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Or you can get the unrated version with no extras for six ninety nine, but it's got an extra seven minutes. Oh shit! Now for a movie that's only eighty odd minutes, an extra seven minutes that's is a huge. lot. That's pretty huge. <laughs> and apparently, a lot of it is child profanity, and I'm all for child yeah. profanity. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it going extras that I won't watch, but still extras, or profanity child profanity there you go you've heard it here uh, Apple merged the two and Mark will buy yeah it's, but do you know what if it was 
the thing is, if it was four ninety nine, I'd have already bought it. But it is six ninety nine. That's a lot to it's pay. Just for a bit, it is a bit much. It is yeah. a bit much. Choose. I reckon I could go to um, CEX and buy it on Blu-ray for like three quid, probably. Mm. <laughs> and then sell them the Blu-ray back. Mm. Mm. Uh, so yes, so yeah, but I, I, nah, I'm going to end up cracking and buying it, and I am. Uh, right, our final review of, of the evening. Um, Game Night, a, a quite black comedy uh, from John Francis Daly uh, and Jonathan Goldstein. I think they've done other movies together directed before, I think. Pretty sure they have. But they also, uh, they, they've, they've written a did few they as well. Did they do Vacation? They did do Vacation, yes. Yeah, okay. They did, they did Vacation, yes. But they also wrote... Uh, the second Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs, the second Horrible Bosses, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Yes, they totally did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Game Night stars Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Uh, you've also got uh, Jesse Plemons in there, Michael C. Hall, Kyle Chandler, uh, and some other probably familiar comedy faces, but not that familiar to me. Um from the Irish girl, I recognise her from some other character who I recognise her from. Um, so Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams' characters, they are married, but they're competitive gamers. They love board games, quizzes and things like that. They actually met whilst being competing team captains uh, at one of these events. And this is what they do. They have game night and it's a big thing in their lives and they invite everybody around apart from Jesse Plemons, who is the cop who usually marries one of their friends and lives next door. And he's very intense. Um, he is. So they have a game night, uh, but it is hell hosted at uh, Jason Bateman's brother's house, uh, played by Kyle Chandler, uh, who is the more successful and slightly better version of uh, Jason Bateman. And he decides he's going to host one of those interactive nights where it's a murder mystery and he is taken kidnapped. But what would you have it? He's not actually kidnapped as part of the murder mystery. It's a coincidence and he's kidnapped by real kidnappers. Ian, game night. Uh, what did you reckon? Well, the logic broke for me. It actually doesn't make any sense. In what way? Kidnappers come in. Yeah. They're the real kidnappers. Yeah. But the bad guys in the end only come into it when they steal the Fabergé egg. Yeah. So the real kidnappers were actually told to basically beat the crap out of Jeffrey Wright and go in there with a real gun by Jesse Plemons. Well, they're, they're, they're actual criminals, so they've just acted with criminal intent. So Jesse Plemons said, "Act like normal criminal selves and actually." Clobber he was very Jeffrey unhinged. Right one. He was very unhinged. <laughs> it's a bit. I get, what, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I think the fact that they are real criminals, I think, would be could get you away with that. Jesse Plemons is very into the law. It's a stretch. He he is. It's a stretch, but also as well, I do think he was more at a game night. Fair enough. No, that's that's fair. Um, Yeah, uh, game night's funny. It's funny. Uh, There were moments that did actually make me laugh out loud. Um, Rachel McAdams shows that she's an underutilised comedic MVP. Absolutely. 
Like, she's really fucking good in this. Mm. Like, really good in it. Um, yeah. Uh, Bateman's fine. He's Bateman. McAdams is really fucking good in this. The um, Sharon Horgan, is that her name? I thought she was fun in it. I thought her relationship with that guy, uh, Eric Magnuson, I think the actor's name is. I, I uh, thought, B- Bill Magnuson. Bill Magnuson. Yeah. I thought they had a really good little dynamic going on. I uh, yeah, actually... the, the, the fact that he's 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 just so fucking dumb. Dumb, yeah. I, 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 it's, frankly, when they kind of go out of it, like they're kind of in it quite a lot up until the tra- Chelsea Peretti scene. And yeah. then they seem to... Like and, and Lamorne Morris and the, the the lady with him as well. Like basically everybody but Bateman, McAdams, and Chandler seemed to kind of back off in the second half. Yeah, and I was quite enjoying the ensemble nature of it in the first half. I kind of thought they might have played the the actual them playing the game thing a bit longer than they actually do. Um, yeah, like like it was kind of they like the cat was out of the bag fair like surprisingly early. Um, yeah, I was I was quite surprised at that. Yeah, yeah. Um but um it, you know, I I thought the climax was was fun. It, it didn't forget to be funny, which I I thought was 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 pretty key. Like the kind of like the oh no, he died. Like just her, her, the way <laughs> yeah. she said that was was like the hot the, the thing with the fucking baggage belt. Yeah, <laughs> like that was uh, that was fucking gold. Yeah. Um, also, him missing the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go full Fast and Fury. I'm gonna pull the rock. He's like, not the what is out. You damn right out. Then he misses it. It's mm. like not as easy as it looks. You, no. you are getting very Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Uh, that guy just when he's in stuff like the gift. And it's like you can act. He he, he turns it. He turns it from from sarcastic um, comedy to sinister to like sinister, passive aggressive. Yeah, he does it so well, and he's great in that film. That film is fucking ace. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like that film is really good, and just in most aspects. Um. And, and he's fine in this, but his character could be exactly the same character as Horrible Bosses. Could be exactly the same one from the fucking the 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 what the fuck was it called the the baster? What was it called? The one where he fucking has his jizz and it goes in. Oh, in in in, in uh... Aniston. Is yeah, it... what's it called? Um... I don't know which one you mean? Can't remember what it's called. It's not though. the baster. It can't. The, the, the film enough. can't actually be called the switch. The, the switch. Why the fuck did I think it was called the baster? Because there's a there's a there's a baster in a lot of the what is it? I think. A What's like the baster. working title of that film? The like, anyway, the switch. Yeah, I totally. I actually watched that film. Um, I I I, I, I watched that as well. Yeah, it? it just it's it. You know, he's Bateman, and in this, he's Bateman. But McAdams doesn't get to flex the comedic stuff all that much, nope. which is a fucking crime. Um, uh, that also, the look of the film is great. Like the whole, like the scene, the scene establishing stuff where it looks like a diorama. 
it's a really clever little touch. And I know you mentioned this um, when we were doing the Oscars thing. I, I looked out for it and was like, ooh, I know what he means. It's a nice little inflection there. Yeah, man. And the Cliff Martinez score, getting Cliff yeah. Martinez to score this film, but just like, the, obviously the direction is just score it like a thriller. Yeah. Brilliant. Like really, in like that that's the sign of comedic directors who fucking care. The, the, like, well, it the, is. the visual the, stuff the, and that they obviously give a shit great and that's that's it, it it's not it, this doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like they've, they've done this for it to be a stepping stone movie like they've gone well if i do this we can get to do this we can get to do this it just feels like they've gone do you know what we've been given this to do this and let's let's fucking go for it straight up i mean God, it sounds stupid, but the, the things that even that people do with like company logos at the start of films, at least is like a statement of intent. You know, it's not just the normal logo. It's like the way it was like the game pieces falling down. And even those credits at the end, um, which were like really quite fun and interesting. It's just comedic directors who also actually care about it looking like a film and it being interesting visually. I've got massive time for that. Well, I've got... John Francis Daly um, is... I mean, he, he was in um, Freaks and Geeks, uh, which, I'll be honest, is a show I, I tried with, and I think I just missed the boat with it. I think I watched it. I didn't watch it anywhere near the time I watched Same. it, about five, six years ago, Same. and just went, okay, I, I could be watching stuff where these people are funnier in it. And it, it. It never got me, one of those things. But he was actually in the... Um, TV series Bones for a good few years, oh, yeah. um, and and I, I, me and Bex have watched pretty much all of that. We, we still haven't watched the rest of the half the final series. It's one of those we need to get back on because we did it for like ten years, and it, it's like need it for just just to, just to finish it essentially. Mm. <laughs> um, and really quite enjoyed him in that, and he, he was quite a good actor perform, um, performer in, in that. But then now he's kind of. He then moved into writing from that, and now he's moving into directing, and it's just kind of weird seeing someone go from being there to there to there now. Yeah, no, and uh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. The guy obviously just cares about being in that world so much that he's, you know, he, he wants to do that shit and good on him. I mean, what, what, what did you think of it, man? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I, I, I'm a, a fan of, of Jason Bateman. Um, I like Rachel McAdams. I think you'd be find a hard push for somebody who doesn't like Rachel McAdams. She's an adorable screen presence, and she also happens to be a good actress. But on top of that, you're, you're spot on right. She's a comedic patter that she has with with Bateman is really really good. The whole uh, remember all spoilers all the time, guys. Uh, the whole thing about the shot, him getting shot in the arm, and trying to get the the bullet out, and then oh she's like, my "Oh my god, did you get shot again?" God. And then look at her and go, "No, that's oh, that's where the bullet came out." <laughs> that is like. <laughs> That's oh. what the fuck she buys a magazine watched in there as well. Yeah, like the recipe for corn chowder. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it. They, they've I think the fact the fact that they've got a really good chemistry, comedic chemistry, works really well for this. Um, and it, it means that it's it gives it a pattern where the jokes come thick and fast, and there's a lot of like mild kind of like chuckle or like head tilt jokes where you get where you, you get it and you don't quite laugh but you kind of go oh really <laughs> but you you know that it's funny it, it, it's kept you amused and then when the, so you're already in that stage that when the big laughs come they come big 
And then um, and Jesse Plemons, fucking hell, <laughs> he's he's doing some stuff in that. It's just the way that they just leave it hanging. Yeah, they, they, all like every single line. It's like they they've just they've directed it right. Don't say like nobody reacts for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's great. It's brilliant. Yeah, and, and, and do you know what? It's it's done really quite well, hasn't it? It's been quite a success. Yeah, and, and you know, and uh, mainstream comedy has not done very well over the last year or two, and this this has done well, and it's because it's funny and it deserves its place on a cinema screen. I think. Absolutely, yeah. It looks great. Um, it's. I mean, it, the good thing is it finished, and I thought, yep, yeah, I'm looking forward to it in like a year or eighteen months' time. Going to watch the sequel to this. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really fun. That would be really fun. Yeah, because it's it, it, it it's gonna happen because mm-hmm. it's done well enough to to warrant one. Um, but yeah, I, I, had a, I had a really good time. The, the, like I said, the jokes come thick and fast. Uh, it's fun. The peripheral characters are irritating. They add as much to it as they do um, as the as the lead characters. Like you say, they get lost a little bit towards the the final bit of it, but. They're still when they're on, they're on screen, and they're they're very entertaining. So you're looking at them going, I'd be fine with spending more time with them next time. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. so I'm, 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 I'm definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, really fun. Uh, and our audience was Da-da-da-da. game night. Definitely not shit. Seventy eight percent. Sweet. Yeah, fair play. Uh, shit. Twenty two percent. Thanks for that, Dan. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, uh, we, we we have a question here. Yeah, we don't have any emails, you bastards. So, yeah, let's yeah. have a question. Mother bastards. Um, Bradley Porter at the Mr. Bontecourt code. You know what his fucking thing is. Try to say it. I was going to sneeze, but I didn't sneeze at that time. Um, with the just announced Star Wars series to be executive produced, written, and directed by John Favreau, at what point do you feel Disney slash Lucasfilm might realise it looks bad to keep announcing straight white male creatives as the leaders of their content? Doesn't because ninety nine percent of people in the world don't give a fuck. Can I point out here? Sorry, he that he thinks it is bad. He just say, realize it looks bad. I it just. Um. I'm. It, it, it just you, it you looks, raise, it you, looks you bad a in a point. fucking bubble. It looks bad in a bubble. Like I, I just who, who, who? Then who? Well, that's the that's the point. There is. It's a little bit like. At, at, at what point do you draw the line? What's where does diversity in in cinema is a thing that should be happening, and and we do seem like we're at the we're at the the start of a bit of a movement towards it and hopefully a very positive movement towards it um, in terms of equality of race, gender, etc. But what you can't keep doing is shouting at it. Not shouting for it, shouting at it. Because what you're going to do is you're just going to make people go, do you know what? Fuck it. We get criticised if we do this, we get criticised if we do that, and we get criticised if we do that. So do you know what? We're either just not going to fucking do it, or we're just going to give it to the fucking, to him. I that just, guy there. It's, George Jordan, you're going to do this. It's Christopher not, Columbus, you're going to do this. It, it just, 
these are the established people in in the game, and in twenty years' time, with the, the, the with Hollywood seemingly going in the direction it seems to be going in, hopefully there are going to be a bunch of people as old as John Favreau, Favreau are now who are not white males who will be able to do it. But it's just like the only right if we just real fucking talk right now. Unfortunately. The only black women with any power in TV, like produce, like movie and TV producers, Shonda Rhimes, the uh, the the lady behind um, How to Get Away with Murder, um, Ava DuVernay, who it looks like is about to have a bit of a tough time with a wrinkle in time, and hasn't had an, an actual proper box office hit, hit. Like in in all fairness, yeah, and don't wrong, made good films, yeah, but. This is this is her proving ground of can she make a big studio movie? Yeah, and, and, and fuck, man. Hopefully, I fucking like that film. I, I mean, like, I'm, Jesus Christ, don't go into a film hoping you hate it. You don't, you don't no, go. That's not. I mean, there's not enough fucking time in 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 my day for that. Quite frankly, um, I genuinely and like, please, but people educate me. Who else is there? Who could do that job at the moment? Who is a a a, 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 a black a, a black woman or a non-white? Because this isn't just a directing job. This is a showrunner. It's a show, it's a showrunning job. It's like that. Okay, the guys behind Game of Thrones are doing a Star Wars project. It's a pretty fucking safe bet that the people behind Game of Thrones can do Star Wars. J.J. Abrams doing episode nine. It's a pretty fucking safe bet. Star Wars, unfortunately, is not the arena for new, unique voices. No, it's not. It's so what, Star it, Wars, it, it, for fuck's sake. If we're pulling out of the, out of this, looking beyond the Star Wars thing, do you know what's always kind of baffled me a little bit? Right. And I didn't watch this show. I couldn't get on with it. But I know you did watch it. Um, and you really liked it and Isabel's watched it um, and really liked it but am I right in thinking that How I Met Your Mother was pretty much all with the exception of a couple of episodes directed by one woman yeah I think you might be right there yeah why has she never made a film yeah because that was a hugely successful TV series yeah, no, no, quite. I mean, it, it just, I, you know, and it, 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 it's when people say, you know, they, they need to be giving these to the what is it? It's like, right, all right. And the question always there is who, and the answer you will get from people, whether it's, whether it's a right answer or a bit of a, a bit of a cop out answer is, well, they aren't there because they've never been given the chance. And it's like, well, fair enough. I can see an argument towards that, but. There just seems like a prime example of that woman must have some clout to go. I gave you ten series, wasn't it, of this mm. show that was really popular. Can I make my fucking movie now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's it. I, it just. I mean, she might. I, I, I'm positive she hasn't made a movie because it's always baffled me. We're, we're too Pamela Fryman, She's called. Uh, and do you know what? No, she's oh, not yeah, made a movie. Right, yeah. yeah, you see her name loads in How I Met Your Mother. I, it, it just. It is too early, unfortunately, in this wave to go give this to the untested person. Whether they're whether they're a white male or or Hispanic woman or, or whatever it is, it's Star Wars. 
They've already kicked... I mean, shit, man. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, two white dudes. Everybody was fucking creaming their pants over them doing Solo because they did the fucking Lego movie. Yep. You know, and you know, and then they get kicked. They get kicked off. Um, Colin Trevorrow leaves episode nine. Um, fucking Chronicle Man, Josh Trank leaves Star Wars. You know, in the end of the day, no, it's not the best look. It's not. Marvel have Black Panther, one film out of nineteen, but it gives them a bit of breathing room. But no, it's it's not the best look, but. Yes, there may be there may be unheard of talent at the moment. Unfortunately, it's Star Wars. Yep, and, and uh, it's the realm of Ron Howard. It is yeah. what it is, and it's not it, great. But in ten, twenty years, when they're obviously still going to do Star Wars films, and some you know some Wonderkind has been inspired by Black Panther, has been inspired by Selma, and it you know is making up and coming films and then they and then they get offered a star wars fucking brilliant you know if barry jenkins does a star wars film good on him he's got every right as colin trevorrow does frankly so does ava deverinay you know in terms of colin trevorrow being given a big big project when he'd done like one indie film beforehand yeah barry jenkins moonlight one best picture Give it Barry Jenkins. Ava DeVerinay, Selma, nominated for Best Picture. Give it Ava DeVerinay. But when they don't give it to these people, don't scream that it has to be given to somebody else of the same fucking, of the same race. Because frankly, unfortunately, there are not enough names out there at the moment who are not white and male. That is what needs to change. But it's yep. not it's not the fucking Make-A-Wish Foundation where it's like, right, okay, we want this to happen right now, so this is going to happen. Give it to that untested person. That is not the way Disney fucking works. It's not, it's the, not way the way capitalist way... fucking society works. It's not the way business works. Yeah, that's exact. It's, just, that, that, it's that, not it, the it, way it works at you, the moment. You can't, you can't... They're not going to give what will be... It's a, t- it's a TV series, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So you're looking at a TV series that will link into a movie, you would think, or tell some part of the story. So you're looking at the possibility of, what would you say, a 200 million budget? Mm-hmm. Around about, I think you'd be right with saying somewhere between 200 and 400 million budget. Right? They're not going to give that size of property that has got to, because it's not like a film where you can go 200 million and say, right, 200 million, we've got to get this right. We've got to get this two and a bit hours right. And we can cover a bit of it with marketing. With with TV, you've got to get people to either watch it every week or to watch four episodes a night <clears throat> over a week. And if you lose them after three, it's fucked. Yeah. Fucked. Your two hundred million is fucking wasted, and people will will destroy it. You could. There's also the thing of now, Barry Jenkins will be looking at that uh, and might be getting offered these kind of things and going, "Fuck no, I'm not touching that. No way. I've just won a fucking Oscar. I don't need that. I'm gonna go off and make something really fucking good. And when I've done a couple more, and I know that I've got that those in my back pocket, then." I might take this dollar 
but I'm not going to take it now because I've still got the if I fall flat on my ass on 150 million dollars people give a shit I fall flat on my ass on 25 million dollars still probably get another 25 million dollars mm. a year later to do another one the, or I might get 12 million dollars and I might do better Oscar's So White was like two or three years ago. Change is coming. I cannot fucking wait for white males to be equal or less a voice as any other demographic because God knows white males have had enough fucking time. God knows we have. You know, it's, it's fine. I am fine being less of a voice in society, like as a white male, Cool. If it means that someone else from another background gets to have more of a voice, that's fucking awesome. That is brilliant. Well, what At do we the have same the, time... What do we, what do we have nominated for Best Director in the Academy Awards this year? It's only been we two had, years. We had a... This year, we had Jordan Peele, a black dude, making yeah. his debut movie. Greta Gerwig, a white, middle-class woman, making her first film. Mm. Um, so where's the working-class woman? doing that oh, sorry you can't do that can you because it's woman um, and then you've got who else you have, you had, you had, um, Del Toro fucking wonderfucker a Mexican third Mexican in four years I think it is as well the fourth Mexican in five years fourth because Mexican in five years, so. won, twice. won twice of course he did and Quaron did it for gravity like yep. five years back yeah. um, who else did you have four Paul years. Thomas Anderson yep a, a white dude yeah um and Nolan, white dude. Nolan, and another white dude. No, oh, a British white dude. There, that's that's not a bad mix. You have got that every year. That's a good mix. You know, you got two white dudes, Mexican dude, woman, black dude. I'm not saying that you've got a full fucking spectrum. I'm not saying that it'd be a travesty. Um, black dudes or four black dudes and a black woman and anything like that. But it's just. If you want real change to happen, you have to do it in a sensible way. Me too got this, hit the fucking nail on the head with the fact that they said, right, we don't want you. We don't want to make a big deal. We don't want you all going in black or you're all going white. Pins, do that. But let's, the message is out there. Let's let's let the Oscars have its night. Let's Let's have the industry have this. If people want to go out there, and promote this they want to wear a pin they want to mention it then brilliant but we're not going to forcibly put something on people and make it about that because there has to be a sense of sensibleness about this and we have to now go away and look and go right we've got it out there how do we achieve it now and that is the problem shouting at everything isn't going to make it work. Your voice is going to get lost in the fucking wind. That that that, that that's exact. That's exactly it. And in the end of the day, Disney having it. Disney's primary obligation is to their shareholders. Yep. Are their shareholders going to want somebody untested? Do it, and, and, and you know, yes, it's a good PR move. Frankly if they are not a white male, if mm-hmm. the film then makes less money because the word on it is not as good because the film is not as good, then the shareholders will not be happy. What? As ridiculous as it sounds, in these things, there's risk assessments done. 
Of course, but they're, it's not ridiculous in the fucking slightest. Of course, they're, they're, they'll look, they'll look at it and gone right. Favreau, what can he do? He can do this, this, and this, and it will be. He won't have been chosen because ah, oh, it's John Favreau. He made Chef and Iron Man. Everyone likes John Favreau. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people like him. He does look a little bit creepy, but people like him. And he knows his shit. We're in a safe pair of hands. There you go. He can have it. They'll have looked into every minutia of, of what we can do to do it. And the thing is, for that kind of showrunner thing, for that kind of essentially cinematic TV, you want someone with a cinema background who's also worked in TV. Mm-hmm. And there's not that many people out there. It's a really fucking short list. And as well, if you're doing something that broad scoping, they've got to know their shit about Star Wars and not just be able to research their shit about Star Wars. And Favreau's a fucking geek. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, It just, it seems like a sensible choice. They shouldn't have announced it today, though. No, I mean, like, that is the one thing. Well, International Women's Day, Ian, Ian, we'll take away from there. Quickly... Three favourite actresses or female directors or anything like that, Fucking women hell. in film that you that you enjoy. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, um, Jessica Chastain, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, would uh, the three instantly off the top of my head? To be fair, strong, strong ones. Uh, always love Caligagina. Yeah, good show. Always did a thing for uh, Rachel McAdams. Hmm. Uh, always enjoyed her and stuff, and you know, because we, we just watched her in uh, yeah. game night. Yeah, sure. Um, Beagler. Oh, god, fucking, well, yeah, w- woman directed fucking point break, yeah, you know, w- woman, the woman fucking directed point break in 1991 as well. Oh, that's fucking crazy. I, it just, I can't, you know, like, I, I can't wait for the, that fucking day to arrive when the best director at the Oscars are no white males. You know, that's going to be incredible. It's going to be fucking brilliant. But do you know what? I, I, I'm going to quite mildly controversial. I, I just want it to be the people who deserve it to deserve, be there. Yeah, no, no, totally. But I mean, like, you know. And, if it, and, and, and do you know what? If, if the people who deserve to be there that year are none of them are white, white males, that's fucking great. That's yeah. fucking cool. But it, at some point, it, 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 it it's... It's going to happen, but at the same token of that, at some point, the best five directors or the most worthy five directors in a year are going to end up being five fucking white dudes. And it, they're not. some of them are not going to get nominated because the Academy are going to look at it and go, oh, we can't do this. It's just, in the end of the day, if you should There's going to become like a, a Rooney rule will end up coming into it. Oh, God, yeah. An no. unofficial Rooney rule. And don't get me wrong, I think the Rooney rule is a very strong rule, and I think it should be implemented into football in, in this country. But it can't it can't be implemented into everything. But the uh, inclusion uh, rider thing that Francis McDormand spoke about, that makes sense. Now we know what that actually is, that is brilliant. It is brilliant, and it, it, it does make sense. And it, now it's, it's been brought to it. Big people will make big changes with that, and it will bring forward a change. But you don't bring forward a change by change by holistically changing it in one foul swoop. Because what happens there is you end up with fucking disaster. It would be like McDonald's going, right, 
we're going to stop doing burgers. We're going to stop doing chicken, but we're going to stop doing burgers. And then they're just going to replace by bean burgers because we want to reduce the amount of burgers we have on our menu. So we're just going to stop doing them completely. And everyone would go, that's a stupid idea. Yeah. It's a stupid analogy, but it's, it, it, it's, you can't have everything happen at once. No, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, that, that, that's it. I, I don't know. I mean, like the thing is I work in a workplace where m- most of the, most of the management in my department are women. The, my manager is a woman who is nearly a decade younger than me. Work, like did her time working in various departments, getting experience, like started like like started in the company later than me at the same level I was shot up the fucking ranks and good on her and it's because she's a really fucking good worker and that is it you know she does and and like the the managers around uh, around me mostly like I say mostly women I mean like at one point I think every single manager in my department was a woman and that was fucking amazing you know and it's like if so, maybe I'm in a gilded cage there a little bit, and like maybe it's just my my day to day experience is in that aspect pretty fucking equal, and my workplace yeah. I think is fairly fucking equal. I'm pretty sure. Like it's, so, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't see the, the, the problem as, as much of a problem in my day to day because in my day to day it's not a problem. But, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm the, 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 the same. Not as much within my, my company. My company is different because it's a very male-oriented company, but there are a lot of women that work there. But in terms of – I work in a shopping centre. In terms of that, out of the brands, it, it's pretty much an equal split between – because obviously I have quite a lot of interaction with the managers. It's a pretty much an equal split between male, female, younger, slightly older, gay, whatever. There's, a, there's, a, there's an awful – there's a great – there's a great mix, and I come from York. It's not a particularly fucking. It's a very cosmopolitan um, city, but it's not a particularly massively racially diverse city. Um, mm. In that sense, it's it's kind of too small and too northern and too middle class for that. Um, that might sound terrible, but that is just the reality of it, you know. Um, and so I, I've got that, and I've not. I don't see that, but I think it is one of those things. It's like oh, there's not enough female CEOs. No, there probably isn't. But that's because it's a fucking boys' club. Big business. It's a boys' club. You know, you, 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 you've got to look further down and say, look, look at this. <laughs> look, look at all these women that are running really successful businesses out here. But, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, I don't know. It, it, does, it does feel like there's a sea change. And I, I just hope that the structures within Hollywood's will allow for change to happen there's 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 an awful lot of people talking about change is it actually happening i fucking hope it is yeah i can't wait like i genuinely can't wait to be less relevant you know it's like i'm a 34 year old white male i'm no 30 33 30, yeah 33, i'm still 33 yeah. you're still 33 i'm but... still 33 so like it's you know I'm kind of in the target demographic for everything. I don't fucking want to be. You know, it's like I'm fine being pushed to the margins and letting other people be the focus. You know, it's that's that's great. 
I, yeah. I, 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 I want to get back to the, the, the thing where we can like what we like and we can enjoy what we enjoy. Oh, and God, we yeah. don't have to be, we don't have to look for, I don't have to be essentially say, oh, I really like that girl. Well, what about this bit of it? Just what? It's stop, well, did you know it was directed by a man? Stop what? picking a fight. Stop picking a fight. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There is there is an element of that. Everyone needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, it, it, yeah. You know, it, it just. I don't know. The world is hopefully going to get there, but if you fucking scream about it and tell those you're talking to can't be asked to listen anymore, that is not going to do your cause any good. Mm, it's just going to piss people. It's off. It's just going to piss people off. Yeah, and that's what that's that that's how you end up with what we'd refer to as right-wing knobheads just essentially shouting you down. It's how you end up with Brexit. It's how you end up yeah. with Trump. It's just, it's people fucking screaming at people and maybe thinking they're like they're better than those people. So instead of trying to have an actual conversation with them, they're just screaming at them. And so try to prove your worth by your moral compass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's it. Anyway, Jesus fucking Christ. Thanks for the question, Brad. Yes, thank you very much for the question, Brad. Um, yeah, right, so that was, I think that was episode 246, wasn't it? It was. What have we got yes. next week? I'm fucking just dejected now. Christ. <laughs> you should be. You should go and watch Walk of Shame. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. I don't know. There's a fucking Nintendo are doing a presentation at 10 o'clock. We're gonna, they're going to announce some new shit. I'm kind of looking forward to that, to be honest. I'm ah, fine. nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat in my cold house. <laughs> nice. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking good luck with that. Yeah. Um, yes, what, what, what are we covering next week? What's out? You Were Never Really Here is out tomorrow. Oh. Is it? Fucking yeah. Hell. And the Nicolas Cage, Selma Blair, Mom and Dad. Is that out on what is it? No, uh, it's out in the cinema. Fuck off. I went straight to VOD in the US. Nah, yeah, I know. It's on in Cineworld tomorrow. I'm going to go see it this weekend. I can't wait. Oh, shit. That universe here is not playing anywhere near me. Is mum and dad? Have a look. That's fucking stupid. The Lynn Ramsey fucking film. How's that not playing anywhere? I'm angry about that because I was really looking forward to that. Mm. And it's not even like playing in Leeds. That can't be right with fucking listings there. Hang on, let me Mom just... and Dad. Uh... Oh, it is, but the timings are awful. Well... It is not on before nine o'clock. All right, when the fuck's Tomb Raider out? When's Tomb Raider out? Next week. Right, so it's on in 3D next Wednesday. Yeah. never really here. It must, it must be showing somewhere in York or Leeds at least. Bradford. It's definitely playing in Cardiff. Bradford, Sheffield. Bradford. Oh, that's fucking disappointing. I was really looking forward to that. Ooh, Curzon in Sheffield. Is it playing the Curzon in Ripon? Right, leave that with me. I'll see what I can sort out. I'm looking for Cineworlds. Is there any Cineworlds there? No. No, Sheffield is the closest, which is about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, it's playing in Sheffield. <laughs> yep. 
That could just be uh, what is its listings haven't probably gone up because it is only fucking Thursday and View York's listings are terrible. You got a picture house in here? Yeah. Picture house, York. Yeah, it's not playing. Fucking what? Like, aren't they owned by fucking Cineworld? Yeah. Like, how's that work? Fucking hell, you're right as well. God, what a shit fucking selection of films they've got. Wow, really? Yep. Ladybird finding your feet. Walk like a fucking panther. The Shape of Water, right, Tonya. Three Billboards Darkest Hour. And the only ones that have got more than one show in a day are Ladybird and Walk Like a Panther. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's gone a bit shitty recently, as that place. Like, seriously, what the fuck is that? Because that, you would never really hear, is prime fucking art house cinema. Yeah, yeah like, what, seri- like, seriously, right? Considering what Picture House used to be like, what the fuck is that? I get to go and see more obscure stuff at View. That is mental. Ooh. Is it, is it Curzon? Are they doing, is it on demand, Curzon? Don't oh, think no, so. It's, it's on Cineworld. Yeah. Curzon where? Ripon. Ripon, yeah. It's only a two-screen cinema, though, so I doubt it. No, they've got the new Woody Allen. That's about it. I bet Ripon does. That's fucking... <laughs> like, that, I don't get that. That's really... Disappointing. Shit, man. I thought for sure we were going to be able to review that. Well... We might. I might see if I can go to Bradford to watch it. Fucking like, what the like? What the fuck is that? What well, sounds it playing at Bradford on Wednesday? Like, just fucking eleven what? o'clock. Ooh, that might work. Yeah. Well, how far away is Bradford? Thirty mile. Uh, all right. I feel bad for you, is all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm on the Pictures Bradford um, <laughs> website, and I went down, and it has three ticket things: um, student, adult, and retired. <laughs> right, yeah. and I quickly kind of scanned it, looked at it, and went, "Wow, that's insensitive." Fuck it, I get it, but fucking hell, six quid if you're retarded. Oh, oh wait Jesus a minute! It's retired. Nice. <laughs> My brain was going. That can't be right. No, no, no it wasn't right, Mark. Right. It's, re- it's retired. That's funny. <laughs> so we'll be covering something next week. Like fuck it. Like fuck it. No. Yeah, we will. I mean, I'm. I'm. I, I will see. Fuck it. Maybe I'm lucky to like live in Cardiff. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Big city, isn't it? Near Cardiff. Yeah, I suppose so. Right. Okay. So we'll cover. Shit, we'll cover some in next week. I'm going to see you and never really hear around mum and dad, so, you know. Hey, yeah, but... and then the week after, it's... Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider, and we're, co- we're going to cover the first two, aren't we? Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> cool, right. Um, DoodleMonkey.com, at DoodleMonkey, at Ian Loring, at DoodleFoz, uh, DoodleMonkeyGmail.com. Anything I'm forgetting, Ian? No, nah, we're good. I need a wee. Bye. Cool, right. Bye.